Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with another episode of our Ecom show and uh, today I'm here with uh, Hannah Gardner and uh, she built a very popular YouTube channel talking about e-commerce, Shopify and Etsy and uh, also she has uh, her own uh, Shopify and the Etsy store and today we will discuss about this. Before we jump into it, I just want to give a shout out to Chris and Miriam Bear from Kato Chow and uh, they also build a very successful community around their e-commerce store. So check out episode 79 to learn about their story. I think they have a very similar story to Hana. They use their community as a leverage and uh, they teach the community, they learn from the community. So I think there are many advantages of building a community. This show is sponsored by Budai Media. Budai Media is a fully remote e-commerce focused retention marketing agency. In the last three years, Budai Media worked with more than 100 e-commerce clients and generated an eight-figure extra revenue for these clients. If you want to check out their website, go to thebudaimedia.com and just send an email or actually you can just drop a message to me on any of my social media channels if you are interested to work with us. Hey, Hannah, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. I just got a coffee, so everything is fine. <laughs> I'm fast. Please share your story with us. How did you start your first business? And uh, were you in the nine to five uh, world before? Uh, what did you do before business? Mm, yeah, no. So I've actually never had a, a real job, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, I graduated college and, you know, I studied hospitality. Pretty much like messed around for four years in college just partied and then you know senior year comes around and I'm like oh my gosh like what am I doing with my life yeah I knew that I wanted to own a business and I, at the time I thought that I wanted to maybe own like a club or a restaurant or something but you know I was in the in I worked in the industry and I was super burnt out so yeah I started working with this startup that was actually like an electric surfboard company I did so many things like so many random things but that was just like one of the start that would probably be like the closest thing that I had to a corporate mm -hmm. job even though it wasn't really a corporate job it was a startup and there was like three of us <laughs> um yeah. so after i did that that taught me a lot of things about marketing and facebook ads and media buying well, i self-taught myself that because they were hiring me to do like you know marketing and social media and all that i didn't know anything about social media or marketing or funnels or building websites yeah. or through that process it taught me a lot of those skills and then when i realized you know what, i'm gonna go try to go do something you know i jumped around from you know i started with e-commerce ideas and then i went into agency and then i would go back to e-commerce and did so many things tried so many different avenues of trying to make money online basically and failed many times and then i got to a point where i was like all right i kind of been dabbling in this e-commerce thing i didn't i would like build stores but not actually really do anything with them because I wasn't super confident but going back and forth from the agency to e-com it like you know that built my confidence and you know seeing the inside of other people's businesses much like how you you do all the time and you see like what's really going on and that taught me like really how to build an e-commerce business just from working inside of other people's businesses i got to a point where i was like you know what let's just go for it and i you know started actually with bathing suits was one of the first products i tried to make and i taught myself how to sew and then i hired people to sew and then we kind of veered away from anything with material because it's really hard we went more into other types of design and the fashion niche and then that's yeah. kind of where we built our first momentum and wasn't just failing flat on my face for the first time and just started scaling from there on uh, Etsy and Shopify. So now you still focus on uh, these uh, swimming uh, suits? No, no, no. We're yeah. mostly in uh, accessories, like uh, like in, more so accessories instead of actual like clothing or bathing suits. Producing that at a mass scale, you definitely, because I was trying to do everything in the US. Is it possible? Sure. You just need 
a lot more money to start up and a, a lot more people, you know, and I was just a one man show and then I hired, you know, some one person. So the assembly line for bathing suits with one person and then like 10 people is a completely different assembly line. You basically have no profit margin unless you have people like us an assembly line. So that's why people, so many people go to Thailand and Bali and China, you know, to source, well, not just bathing suits, but really everything is because they mm -hmm. have those processes and it's just cheaper. So we try that's to veer away from that. We try not to go to China and buy stuff from China. So, or manufacture designs in China. So. Yeah. And uh, when did you launch the YouTube channel? It was before e commerce or? That was like another whole thing because I started my YouTube channel years ago. Like when I first started entrepreneurship, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just like, yeah, you know, I have, I know some people doing YouTube and I actually got my first channel shut down. I just hit monetization and then I was building a software at the time for YouTubers, totally not condoned by YouTube, by the way, like one of my failed businesses or whatever. And through that process, I ended up getting my account banned or shut down, suspended. And then I actually had to restart my YouTube channel, lost all my videos because I didn't save them because there was a lot of like valuable like agency, like how to videos and stuff. And so then I had to restart it like two years ago or maybe it's been mm -hmm. like, it's been almost two years. So now this channel is like, I think almost two years. We're coming up on two years old probably, so. What happened? Why, why did they ban the account? Do you remember when like Instagram, like people wanted, they would get into like groups or like group chats and yeah. it was like to get more followers. It was like an engagement group. Like there was like Facebook yeah. groups and stuff like that so i was like oh let me build this engagement group software i was like i don't know i think i was like 21 and i <laughs> paid some developers which they actually made the software and actually worked so essentially what you would do you know you would get in uh you would pay a monthly subscription to be in this software and what the software would do is essentially it would give you the ability to go earn like money or like points by going and doing homework. And then you would submit your homework and your homework would be like, oh, I commented on this person's on their video, or I yeah. can prove that I watched five minutes of their video and certain tasks would earn you a certain amount of points. And then you could go redeem those points by getting other YouTubers do the same thing to your channel. So yeah. it's like you would earn and then, and then you'd spend or, you know, get other people to do stuff engagement to your channel. Cause that helps your channel. So essentially I had one video on that channel at the time that was heroing and heroing means that it's just like taking off more so than all the other videos and so i had like i don't know 200 comments in the section and the video was specifically talking about something about youtube like how to do something on youtube so i was responding back to each one of those comments you know with a link saying hey get into my beta youtube engagement software and then youtube flagged that as spam and then okay. shut down the account many failed businesses but all good learning experiences for sure yeah but it's good that you you are still really young and you tried out so many things i i did also a lot of things i was uh actually i worked in the hospitality industry for like three months in england i hated it <laughs> <laughs> i was a waiter it was probably my worst job ever like i was really i was a really grumpy waiter you know <laughs> I, I wasn't yeah. nice so it was not for me. Yeah. So currently you focus on Etsy and Shopify. You know, in, the, in this podcast, there are many guests who talk about their Shopify stores, but I think nobody has ever had an Etsy store. So let's talk about it more. So what are the pros and cons of having an Etsy store compared to Shopify or Amazon? Yeah. So I actually just put out a video on this on my channel. Um, why I personally do both and there's pros and cons to both. So if you are a 
product that fits in the world of Etsy. So it means that you're either making it yourself, you're designing it and you're making the design and then getting it, you know, made by somebody else that's allowed. Or if you're selling like digital products or print on demand is like really big right now, you know, all those items are really good fits for Etsy. And, um, you know, I always encourage people that your cheapest and your fastest line of traffic is from third party platforms. So that's like the pro of it, like going to eBay or Amazon or, you know, something like Etsy, you know, when people go to Etsy.com, people go to Amazon, you know, they have their wallets, they're ready to buy something. Whereas people with on Shopify, you know, unless you're just like making viral TikToks and getting a bunch of people to your website, there's really only a few options of traffic, right? You got Google ads, you got Instagram ads, which is Facebook ads, you got you have TikTok ads, you have you can do influencers, as far as what's your hottest traffic or your cheapest traffic when you're in a startup and you're just starting out and maybe you know your budget's low you don't really have a huge marketing budget you know so far and so forth etsy really has really really cheap traffic and so i tell people that you know if you're a good fit for etsy if your products are a good fit for etsy you know and you're new and you really don't know what you're doing it's kind of like e-com for beginners or e-com for dummies that's like the main way to put it like compared to shopify and amazon where there's such this grand learning curve and it's just hard it's harder you know, Etsy is not that. Etsy is extremely mm -hmm. easy and it's the profit margins compared to other third-party platforms like Amazon. It's like triple depending on what you're selling. You know, they only take, I think now it's like six and a half percent. There's a 3% merchant fee. It's like nine, 10%. People get really caught up and they're like, oh my gosh, Etsy takes so much. And it's like, not really. They're bringing you all your marketing or they're bringing you the cheapest traffic. Run paid traffic to your Shopify store. It's going to cost you double. So it's like, everything's kind of like a give or take. So Etsy has that really great opportunity with that on that side of things. But as far as scalability, you know, Etsy is a newer platform. It's not Amazon, you know, on Amazon, if you get keywords that have search volumes of, you know, 50,000, 60,000, that's like kind of the norm for some products on Amazon. On Etsy, if you find a product that has keywords with search volumes of like 20,000, that's like super high. So your scalability on Etsy is very much a horizontal scale, not a vertical scale. They're, they won't let you just, ex, you know, spend unlimited budget on ads and there's only a limited amount of search volume. So when it comes to actually getting your products out to a larger audience and scaling to like infinite people in the world, you know, that's where, you know, there's a, the plus in Shopify. Is it going to be more expensive to drive traffic to your website than Etsy? Yes, but the potential to grow a global brand that's like a household name, you have more of that opportunity on Shopify, you know, down the road once you are ready to invest more money into a website. So both are really great avenues. It's just, you know, what is your needs once you're and goals as a business and picking your battles. It sounds like uh, it's worth to start on Etsy because of the profitability. And as you said, it's easier. And then uh, once you scale and you understand the whole thing better, you can uh, go to Amazon and Shopify. Exactly. Like, especially if you're just like somebody coming to the space, you're new and your budget's small. Now, if you're somebody going out, raising money and like getting investors and you have, you know, tens of thousands, a couple hundred grand that you're like ready to just like put into a business. Sure. Go ahead. Go the global route. But if you're just like a mom and pop, you want to put your toes in the sand and not have to not acquire too much risk. Like mm -hmm. there's just such a low barrier of entry, I would say, in comparison to Amazon and mm -hmm. uh, Shopify. So. How about the fulfillment? How does it work? We do all of our fulfillment ourselves. So that means mm -hmm. like we're getting all of our designs shipped here. 
And then we, every time we get an order, we're sitting there packaging it. Now it's becoming more and more common to use like 3PLs or these print on demand companies that fulfill it for you. It's almost like a drop shipping method. I personally don't really like drop shipping. I know people that do it and they crush it and they make a bunch of money. I've never done that model, but it's totally a legitimate thing. And if you crack that formula, it's possible. But yeah, as far as us, we are doing our own fulfillment. Why are you not a fan of drop shipping? I'm just curious. I think it's a legitimate business model. Like 100% can do it and you can crack that formula um, of getting the really good supplier and all that stuff. I personally never crack the formula and I also am like a control freak. And the key component to drop shipping is your manufacturer, making sure that they're on yeah. time, quality control, all those things. And when you're drop shipping, you don't have that control. You really don't have like any control. If tomorrow China shuts down or wherever you're sourcing your products from, you know, you're kind of screwed. But if you do, you can drop ship other things outside of China. Like you can find, you know, a store down the road that are brick and mortar and drop ship through them. It's just so contingent on having that partnership with that manufacturer being an A++ grade relationship and product, yeah. you know, it's totally possible. I just personally have never cracked that formula for myself, you know? Yeah, makes sense. You are more a fan of D2C where you own the product and the whole manufacturing. That makes sense. Product is, I wouldn't say most important, but top three for sure. So how Etsy things about your customer data, because for example, Amazon, they don't give you the email addresses and with, with Shopify, you can email your customers, but How about Etsy? They give you the emails or, or, or not? Can you reach out to your customer? Yeah, I was actually just trying to refresh my memory on that, those policies. They are definitely like, does not even compare to how strict Amazon is. Etsy actually like on your storefront page lets you link your website to it, which is kind of cool, but kind of confusing like why they would do that. Drive traffic away. So there is actually a spot on your storefront page where you can link your website. Unless it's the website that Etsy, I don't know, I haven't explored it too much, but they definitely don't share your customer data. You don't like get an email list that, that you can send your own emails to. Yeah. They give you a few options of like automated emails that you can choose, like campaigns that are already made for you that you can launch. Obviously those drive you back to Etsy, but yeah, no, there's not like, as far as like, you just have like this control of like taking your list and contacting them again, that's not really a thing. And I want to correct myself. I actually think the website link is like a built-in thing where you can make a website. I don't want to make people think that it's actually that because now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's actually the link into a website that's generated by Etsy, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Okay. When we talked for the first time, you told me that uh, you used Klaviyo before, but now you use OmniSense. So I guess this is connected with your Shopify store, right? Yeah. yeah. What's your experience with OmniSense? I know Klaviyo, like as far as feature wise and everything is, they do all the same things pretty much as OmniSend, probably more because they're older. I personally got looped into OmniSend because at the time when I was like so looped into my main brand, I was actually paying somebody else to do my Facebook ads, even though I could have done them. It's just very time consuming, but he got me on the OmniSend and it does everything that I need. It does all the automations. It does everything that I need. And then also I'm, I'm really good. I'm close. Like I have a close relationship with OmniSend from YouTube and stuff. So that's why I talk about OmniSend, but Klaviyo is also great as well. I just personally have built that relationship over <laughs> the last like yeah, yeah. year. With my team and with our agency, we also tried, I mean, with Klaviyo, we are gold partners, but we also tried OmniSend with a few clients and we tried other tools as well. And probably after Klaviyo, OmniSend is, is the closest to, to that and to uh, being a really good e-commerce email marketing tool. We tried MailChimp, we tried Drip as well, SendGrid as well. SendGrid is really good as well. I think these are the top three in my mind. Like Clavio, only sense sangry. Mm. These are all good. I agree. Yeah. Clavio, I think, is still first, like as far as 
features. There's just more like in-depth stuff. So totally agree with you. It's just hard. Once you get looped into a software and you're already using it, you don't want to switch and then transfer exactly. your list where you make all your sequences. So I guess that's just more laziness on my part. And once you are happy with it, then you have other things to solve, right? There is enough uh, pain as a business owner to solve, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, there is a there was a comment on LinkedIn from Drew with a third-party apps, you can uh, get your email and data from Etsy. It's totally against their policy but you can mm -hmm. yes you can scrape their emails and put them into a zapier loop to get them to your email thread totally possible people do it people do it on amazon mm -hmm. but if you get caught you could get caught i don't think etsy's advanced enough to catch people yet but maybe like five years maybe sooner probably sooner but <laughs> let's talk about your youtube a bit so does it help your e-commerce business or is it more like a hobby or do you really connect the two things or what's your approach to youtube because it's been growing really fast so before this recording i just just told Hannah that uh, when we talked for the first time probably a month ago she had less than 20k subscribers now she's above 20 so congrats on that it's growing really well and uh yeah <laughs> what's your approach on YouTube I'm teaching people like like the whole goal when I started YouTube is like you know I'm gonna go through this journey I'm gonna try to go build this business and I'm gonna document it while I'm doing it like and that's including all the wins and all the losses like you'll see here coming up dropping a video actually about how we got suspended on Etsy last year and it, we had a okay. we lost a half years of sales but that forced us to go more into Shopify and then grow that to you know a half a million last year so that's the thing with the YouTube it's like just trying to give like the most authentic like all the things that we're learning in real time I'm not the best I'm not the smartest you know this is just what I'm learning along the way and you know hopefully it's, it can help a few people I don't talk about my brand names for like obvious reasons there's a lot of youtubers that that do but even they will say <laughs> you know you're you know competition is inevitable but if I can you know preserve the actual brands that I'm still running at the same time then I do that so I publicly don't give away the brand names for free on the channel so it's not like I'm using the YouTube to drive traffic to my store like my YouTube channel is not like a sales generator for my products at all some people do that approach like especially on TikTok like that's like a real thing where you know they're teaching and showing their store at the same time but there's a mm -hmm. that com that comes with a cost because people are gonna go steal your images they're gonna go steal your design which happens anyway but I personally just don't like to speed that process up <laughs> till I sell my companies and I'm like okay I don't care about my brands anymore <laughs> but there's a lot of free information on there you know there's a lot of stuff like just so much stuff about what i do and how we do it so and uh, are you on tiktok as well or instagram or you don't really push those no i just started a tiktok actually my tiktok is how to hannah and actually i was going to record some after this uh, i'm trying to be more consistent because i know tiktok is a like i had one video i post one video like and it got like thirty thousand views i'm like holy crap this is so much easier than youtube <laughs> But um, you definitely have to be TikTok so fast paced. Like it's just, yeah, it's like shorter videos, but it's like constant, like constant where YouTube, it's yeah. like, okay, you can record, send it to the editors, forget about it, post it, forget about it. TikTok is like so much more fast paced. So yeah, to, it's how to Hannah on TikTok, but with one in. And then YouTube's just my name, Hannah Gardner, so. Yeah, and I think it's similar to Twitter, actually. Just Twitter is text-based and TikTok is video. Just today, I checked a few guys I follow and uh, on Twitter, and they they grow really fast, but also they post like six, seven times a day. I've never messed with Twitter, but I know, yeah, with Twitter, it's like people retweet, and that's how it starts like going viral, right? Mm -hmm. Is that how it works? Yeah. And uh, the last 
thing I just want to mention today is that you also have a course. So tell us more about it. What is it about? Yeah. So I just, I'm starting to launch a course, like a course storefront. So it's like almost an e-commerce store for courses. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, there's a master class, which is an actual case study of my seven figure business. So it's revealing my store, my products, you know, from listing optimization, SEO, running ads, photography, it just covers everything, like from the beginning to the end of my personal storm. And that masterclass is in the beta version right now. So I'm taking 20 students right now to go through that beta for heavily discounted price. That's just going to help me get feedback and change and really kind of learn the needs, wants, fears, and goals of the people that are going to be in my program. So that's the masterclass. And then I'm going to be also doing a bunch of like mini courses that just talk about like operations and organizations, you know, creating an Etsy business plan, creating a Shopify business plan, like mini courses that are just like teaching one-off subjects. But when you buy the masterclass, it unlocks all of the mini courses and you get a consultation with me and you get access to all future courses in the membership portal. So that's kind of what I've been working on recently. So yeah, it's been fun. And I got, I've so far, we've got five people in the masterclass, about 200 people going through. I also have a free guide that's available. It's just free. It's a free guide, mm -hmm. a free Etsy, Etsy starter guide that's on there as well. So yeah, I think we can add this to the description of this podcast as well. And people can find it. We are in the same boat, let's say because uh, we just also we are just launching our first uh, email marketing mini course two weeks from now and the long-term goal is to make it a bigger course build a community and uh, also for certain people we provide a free uh, consultation on their store as well so i think it's it's, it's fun actually i love email marketing it's you're in the best niche for e-commerce because you only have happy clients you're only adding fuel to the fire so email marketing is that's huge. And I love it. I, I think that's going to do super well, like really well, actually. We should actually collab on that one. <laughs> I fully agree with you. I cannot uh, say anything against it. So <laughs> email is great and SMS as well. Yeah, maybe just one more question. So is there anything you'd like to add? Maybe any crazy things for this year that people should be aware of? It's getting more competitive. Like it's only getting worse. It's not that it's getting worse. There's a lot of opportunity. Like there's still especially in Etsy, especially just in general, like e-commerce is so new on this in terms of selling physical products, you know, you know, brick and mortar has been around forever and e-commerce has not. And so the opportunity to launch, you know, there's like infinite products in the world, infinite mm -hmm. things that can exist. And a lot of them still don't exist online. So there's still a lot of opportunity, but you just know that the longer you wait, if you are on the edge of wanting to get in, it's only going to make it worse for yourself. So just do it. <laughs> just get in now, lock in your positions while you can and, um, you know, just go for it. The best day to start was yesterday, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you can still start today. Thank you, Hannah. And as I said, we will share the link to her uh, course in the description. And thanks everyone who listened to the live stream on LinkedIn and Facebook or uh, listen to the podcast later and uh, stay tuned every week we come out with new episodes and soon we will come out with two per week not just one so uh, yeah thanks again and have a nice day